Hello, 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 and welcome to Tease Me. This is a podcast about the intersection of golf, business, and life. And occasionally we'll drop some gems on networking and just how that makes your life better. Because knowing more than one person is actually a good thing. On this episode of Tease Me, we have Kelly Pierre. Kelly is the CEO and founder of All Access Golf. All Access Golf is a company aimed at increasing the visibility, relatability, and accessibility for minorities in the sport of golf. Raised by proud Haitian parents, Mr. Pierre grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn. He played high school football and won the championship in his senior year as a starting quarterback. He graduated from Megra Evans College, a senior college within the City University of New York, CUNY majoring in social and behavioral sciences. Kelly went back to school and obtained his MBA in finance from Long Island University. While working on his MBA, he was exposed to the game of golf and fell in love with it. He started rangering at Marine Park Golf Course in Brooklyn and learned the golf industry. In 2018, he started All Access Golf and has been thriving ever since. He currently works at a major brokerage firm and is an active member of the National Association of Black Accountants, NABA. All right. All right, everyone. So we have Kelly Pierre here of All Access Golf. Hi. Hi, everyone. So my name is, you know, Kelly Pierre. Um, I am the uh, CEO and and founder of All Access Golf. Some of the work that Kelly is doing is around really getting golf into the community. Kelly, tell us, how did you get into golf? Like, what made you love it? So funny story, right? Um, I actually... Um, this is in 2016. I, um, I was actually meeting my stepbrother for the first time, right? Like, you know, 17 at the time, something like that. And I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's go to, you know, a, a range. Right. And, um, and the thing is like, I was, I was, you know, that point never, I never, uh, played on the course or anything like that. And what happened is, so Whenever I play, I'm I'm lefty. I understood some some basics as far as uh, grip and everything like that. So I was teaching him the lefty way, and what happened was that you know he was swinging the club. You know, uh, uh, a coach he he walks by. He was like, "Hey, you know, his hands are backwards." And you know, I'm I'm looking at him. I'm like, "How can his hands be like backwards?" Like you know, and I'm looking at my hands, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, his hands are backwards. You can you can tell he's he doesn't swing like that. And of course, the way that he's positioned too, it's not you know it's not right for uh, well it's not you know right for you know how he's he's standing because of course lefties we line up differently. And um, I was just like, what? So then you know he starts doing this. You know he gets into his you know motion and you know he's like you know figuring out. Uh, that the right side is strong. Come to find out, him and I, we start talking, and uh, I, I find out that he's a coach. So I was like, hey, you know, you coach? And then he was like, yeah. And then I was like, really? So, you know, I'm, I'm you know, all excited. And then he was like, yeah, I charge 150 per hour. And um, I was like, oh. And then he said, to put the nail in the coffin, he was like, um, yeah, also, I don't, I don't do amateurs. And I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, you know what? Let me let me still talk with him. Find out that he he had a uh, he had a spot like on the range, and he needed help as far as construction. So 
um, I basically bartered with him and I, I told him, hey, if you give me lessons, I'll help you with the construction work. And that's how I got into to, uh, to golf. And, you know, I would, I would go over there and, you know, like do some work and then, you know, be able to, to swing some clubs. And through him, I ended up meeting uh, Buddy Cooper. And then Buddy Cooper was the one who really got me into uh, you know, playing courses and everything like that. And he was really, you know, he was very pivotal, pivotal because he was not only talking to me, you know, as far as the game is concerned, but we would talk about life. We would talk about like many like different things. So um, that's also like where the, where the love came because it was like, you know, I started, I started rangering because of Buddy Cooper. He was like, Hey, why don't you range it since you hear so much? And then, you know, started rangering it and that's how I, I really got into the game. So that's, that's how I, um, that's how I, I got into, into golf. The story. So wait, you have to take a step back. What prompted you to take your newfound brother to a driving range of all places? It's a very intimidating place. Why did you even go there? Oh yeah. It, it, and the thing is, it's not like I was, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to to be able to give that exposure to him, knowing that he's young. But right? how did you know that? So, like, what made you? So we have to take a step back because you're giving me the good mm-hmm. story. I need to step back. How did you know or what made you feel? Because everyone's origin story is different when it comes to golf. There's something we've right. seen. There's something we know. You knew where the course was. You knew how to bring him out there. You knew that you were lefty and you knew you needed different clubs. So just give us like a, you know, a short synopsis of how you got to the point where golf was a thing that you knew you wanted to show him. First, he suggested, yo, let's, let's go play, play uh, basketball. And I was like, nah, like, you know, we could, we could try golf. You know, and then he was like, well, you know, he was open to it because it, it was also um, about being able to talk, like, if we're playing basketball, honestly, I'm going to be talking trash. Probably not the best thing to be doing, like, um, you know, like, when you're first, like, meeting someone, especially when, when it's your little brother. But I knew that if we were to go out on the range, we would also be able to talk. And that's that's really what, you know, uh, that's really what, um, you know, we wanted to do, you know? But sitting at let's say sitting at if we were to go to a restaurant or something like that it would kind of really be it would kind of be cold right but if we're both focusing on you know just trying to whack the ball out into the field you know we could we could just you know talk and then you know still try and whack the ball but we're also connecting that way as well Okay. And so another thing about this story that I found interesting, you know, a lot of people get turned off because when they first get to the golf course, it's not really a welcoming environment. And even just a conversation with the pro or whomever it was that saw you and corrected you, that can be a real turn off, especially when you're, when you're just trying to get into the game. So you, from what I understand, have started all access golf. What was when was the moment that you decided to even start all access golf and tell me more about what all access golf represents? Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. So here's, here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm part of this, uh, you know, uh, there's a club, uh, it's called the Gentleman's Factory, right? 
And, um, you know, the gentleman's factory was, you know, like, like starting out, I would go there. And then I, I had, um, I had, uh, written an article, right? And then I had sent it over to, to Buddy and like, you know, he did like editing and things like that. And then I posted it on LinkedIn. And then, um, I would go to the gentleman's factory and they had, um, some, somebody brought golf clubs, right? So then I was like, you know what? Let's just make like, um, let's just, you know, put a cup down and like, you know, have a, have a ball. And I said, then let's just start, you know, playing. So now the thing is, it would, it would get like real serious. Mind you, like it, it wasn't like the best equipment, but, um, hanging out at, at the gentleman's factory and then, um, being able to, you know, just impart like some of the, you know, wisdom that, that like, well, like what I basically know, right, to them and like seeing the excitement, it was just like, wait, how come we don't, we don't really like do this like more often, right? And then, um, through the gentleman's factory, I started doing, uh, clinics at, uh, at schools. So, like, there was a Harlem Children's Zone. I did, like, you know, workshops there. And then, you know, there was another time uh, we went out to, like, Yale University and we deals with the kids, like, teaching them golf as well. And then it was like, well, you know what? This can this can actually be something because you see the engagement of, you know, people who were, you know, well, you had the teenagers. And then you also had, like, the, you know, the young professional millennials and, you know, who were all into it. So that was where, like, the concept of, like, all-access golf. And then also just having it, um, trying to, the name in itself, trying to be appealing so that people aren't intimidated by it. So um, putting all and then access and then golf, which the the word golf may seem exclusive, but you have, like, two inclusionary words in the beginning and then you have golf kind of makes people, you know, more open to, to feel as if like, you know, they'll, they belong because they really do. You're right. It's all in the name too. And I think that that's um, very helpful in helping people like see and understand what does this represent and what is this now talk to me. So you're in a corporate work environment presently. You're kind of going between the two and I, I'm, I'm guessing the goal is to get this golf, aspect running full time, but how do you explain your golf interactions to your colleagues at work? Now, now here's the thing. There's, there's uh, two guys in particular who I really became cool with. Um, one, he had, he had like a, a, like a lanyard that said USGA. And one time, you know, we were both wa- washing our hands in the bathroom. And then like, I was like, yeah, Hey, you know, how'd you get that? You know, that UGA uh, lanyard? Because, um, I, I don't, as far as like membership, I've never seen that. And then he ends up telling me that his son is like a, a, a pro golfer and, you know, he's competed on like UGA circuit. And then we, we're like in the bathroom, like just talking about golf, which is like, it's, it's weird. But ever since that, like him and I, like I always walk by his desk any, any day, um, and, you know, we just, you know, we share things about golf. So um, he told me about, like, the expos that happen out in, in New Jersey. And, like, you know, I was just telling him about, 
uh, all access golf. There was another another guy I, I walked by his desk. Uh, well, he actually he has an office, and I saw a putting mat, right? And so I would kind of intentionally walk past his his office and then look. And then um, one day, like we crossed paths in the uh, in the hallway, and I was like, "Hey, so um, you know, my name is Kelly, and you know, I just realized that you know, like uh, I saw you in your office, and so that you had a putting mat along with you know a box of Tylers." Well, so I was like, "Hey, you know, so do you do you play golf? And you know, where do you play?" Yeah, and we we stood there like li- literally in the hallway. He was telling me, "Yeah, I played over the weekend. You know, I shot like a seventy nine. And then, like you know, he explained to me about the course, and I'm telling him where I normally play, Marine Park, and just being able to like speak with complete strangers. But the strangers are now sharing their experiences. And then you feel like, oh, okay, you know, they're just on another course, but we're all kin as far as like being golf. We're golf family. Golf family, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So so two yeah. things that you said that are gems, because the work that I'm doing is around helping people understand the importance of speaking the language of golf and how to use it in their professional careers. And two things that you've just done, you made yourself vulnerable by opening and starting conversations. You didn't expect them to start talking to you about golf. You saw something and you sm- you started a genuine conversation about something that you were passionate about and they were passionate and so right. if you were given advice to people in your office, because I know you mentioned, so people, if you don't know, listening, um, Kelly is a member of the National, National Association of Black Accountants, NABA. And when you're talking to like members of your team or, or members of your group, how are you explaining the importance of golf to them? Within NABA, or even let's take a, a step back, you have an MBA. When you're thinking about all yeah. these professional spaces that you've entered, if you had to go back and reverse this and do some things differently or had to share some gems of wisdom for the people that are in those circles or in those places, what would you tell them as it relates to golf? I would just say start right now. <laughs> but but um, that, that would be definitely one thing, right? So when I was working on my MBA, um, you know, I was, you know, part of NABA. So um, funny story is that I went to the NABA normally has like a golf outing, like an executive like golf outing. And I was like, you know what? I'm trying to get a job, right? And the thing is, I know golf. Like I just have like this new passion about golf. And, I'm, you know, I'm also trying to work on, on my game. So that's the perfect place I want to be, right? And now, you know, I go to, I go to the, uh, to the, to the outing, right? And then I get, uh, I just register for the clinic, right? Now, when I register for the clinic, you know, everything was cool, you know, met some, you know, new people and things like that, right? And after the clinic, so everybody at the end, everybody's eating, you know, at a table. Um, we're all exchanging cards at the end and everything like that, right? Now, what happens is I go back home, I send invites or send emails like like the next day. Um, and I, I was saying, I was kind of ending it saying, um, let's, you know, let's connect and let's, you know, go either go out to a range 
or um, either go out to a range or play around. Mind you, I've never played around before, right? But I'm just like, all right, you know what? Just try it. And um, one person was like, okay, let's go out and play. And I was oh, shoot. I don't even really know what to do like that, right? So um, we set up a date and everything. And then um, he was like, yeah, you know, these other people are going to be joining us as well, right? So he was like, you know, he asked somebody else um, who's going to be, you know, joining. I'm like, okay, cool, right? So um, it was, you know, it was a country club, right? And um, so I pull up in the parking lot and I'm just like, oh, man, I got to change, right? So I started changing inside my car. I didn't know, like, there's, like, lockers and things like that at, like, um, you know, clubs. So I'm just doing it. And I said, then, like, I'm changing, like, my shoes. You know, I got the door open and everything. And um, a guy comes up in, in a car. He was like, hey, you know, you, you are you, you know, about to play? And um, I'm like, yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I told him, you know, the, the person's name. And he was like, yeah, you know, you know, just hop in, put your clubs, you know, uh, strap, strap your clubs in on the back. I was like, okay, cool. So now we go out to the range, right? I go out to the range and um, I see a guy who I saw before and he was at the NABA outing. So I was like, yeah, you know, I saw you before. And then I was like, wait, you know, are you, you know, are you going to be, uh, you know, playing with, you know, the dude? And um, he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, I guess like we're all together, right? Now, that person who I met at the range is actually Lenny. Lenny, Lenny is Lenny, oh, you're Lenny okay. Lenny, wow. part of All Access Golf. So, okay, pause. Lenny, uh-huh. at that time, you did not know him yet. Nope. Okay, so now you have to tell the evolution. You have to tell us the evolution of your relationship in All Access Golf. Got you. All right. So now Lenny and I, we, we're like, okay, cool. So, you know, we're, we're talking at, at the range. The guy, all right, so his, his name is Kevin. Kevin Adams, he, he, you know, shout out to him, man. He gave me, like, my, my first, you know, golfing experience. He, you know, he comes out, you know, we, we're all, you know, hey, you know, what's up and everything like that. I go out, like, I shoot, like, I don't know, like 150. I was horrible, right? It was it was a long course, and I, I'm like, you know what? I guess golf isn't, you know, for me because I really suck, right? And um, even on the way back home, I was, I had a headache because it was just, the course was just that hard, right? Now, um from that point on, Lenny and I, we exchanged numbers, right? And, you know, we just kept in contact. Hey, you know, what's going on and things like that. And, like, we would also, uh, we would also, you know, meet up and, you know, go get drinks or whatever. And um, then, you know, he'll be like, yo, let's go, let's go play golf again. And I'm like, okay. We would just keep in contact, you know, go out for drinks. We ran into each other at, you know, uh, at like mixes and things like that. And we would just be talking like the whole night about like golf and just like, just, you know, life in general. So when I was really volunteering at, at like Marine Park, one time I'm rangering and then I don't know who that person is. I get a little bit close. I'm like, yo, Lenny, what up? Like, and as a day, like, we're just like talking on the golf course, right? 
And it was just like, yo, I didn't know you play here. He was like, yeah, I'm on vacation. And I was like, all right, cool, yo. I got my um, I got my clubs in the trunk. Once you finish up, like, come through. And I said, then, like, we'll go out. And I said, then, like, we'll play another, like, you know, we'll play, like, nine or something like that. And I was like, yo, you know, don't worry. Like, I got you, right? We're, like, catching up on the course. And then, like, we start talking. Yeah, man, you know, um, you know, when did you first get into the game? You know, I'm telling him my story. He's telling me his. And then it's just like, yo, you know, it would be real cool if we could start um, just, you know, creating exposure. We're just, like, doing it as we go. But, like, it, it's it's the passion. Like, the passion is, is what's really, um, like, I guess, like, setting things up. But, um, yeah, that's how, that's how Lenny and I just, like, really started working together. Okay, the passion is undeniable. There's no question. And there's something exciting when you have that kind of energy and you're able to kind of find other people and link up. And you're so Brooklyn right right now because if you're out there yelling on the course, no offense to the Brooklyn people, but that's so Brooklyn. Like, that's so Brooklyn. For everybody that doesn't know, that's so Brooklyn. I mean, (laughs) I mean, Brooklyn is where it's at, though. It is, it is. I mean, you, so here's, here's a, a funny thing about Brooklyn. Now, the Brooklyn Museum, right? If you were to go, you would see you would see um, something that says, yo, right? It's like big and it has like a Y and an O. But the, the funny thing is the museum, like they're, they're like geniuses for this, right? When you go on the other side, it says oi, which is uh, basically a Jewish version of yo. Right. I get it. I get it. And it's it's so Brooklyn. It is so Brooklyn. And I think that like, I think for people that are going to visit, just look for these signs because they are there. I remember one time I think it used to say like, forget about it. And I'm like, what? It's so Brooklyn. So Brooklyn. Yeah, that's on the Bell Parkway. (laughs) Yeah. That's on the Bell Parkway. Yeah. Brooklyn has its own language. It's totally its own language. So. I don't know. If the, the I, don't, I don't really. Yeah, the, the Republic of Brooklyn. I say that all the time. Yeah. I stole that from Spike Lee, though, so it's not like I came up with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, do the right thing. Exactly. So let's talk about your event. So what was interesting about how we connected, you had reached out and then you had me as a panelist. And I thought that the event was an excellent execution of capturing blacks in history and blacks in history as it related to golf, but then also talking about the story of golf for people of color and your panelists, like talk to me about, so for people that don't know, um, all access golf hosted a black history month event at BK nine in Brooklyn, which is like in the heart of, I think that's still, no, that's like park slope now, but it might not have been called yeah. parks or I don't but know. Jay Z actually, when he's like five sixty state street, that's a couple blocks away. Yeah, right across from the Barclays Center. Yeah, bef- yeah, I mean, that's before the Barclays. That's a that's a different era of Brooklyn, and even I know that part, but the people on the radio and listening to podcasts and all those things when they're listening to the music may not know that, but let's just say it's a lovely area, and the restaurant is quite nice, and we were having this conversation. So tell me, you know, what made you come up with this event, and like, what um, was part of your process for selecting the panelists? We had a great dynamic and I loved it. And I loved the questions that um, Torrey was asking, but tell us how you came up with that. The bird, she, she had called me and I think like, we, yeah, we were talking over the phone and I said, then it, it, it was veered off. And I said, then we, we just started talking about 
like, you know, blacks and, you know, like golf, right? So then I was just like, wait, yo, February is coming up. Like, yo, it would be cool to do an event for Black History Month at a Black-owned, you know, like restaurant, you know, talking about Black history. So it's Black-on-Black, right? You know what I mean? So now that, um, and then, um, so um, as far as, like, the selection, is like, I mean, the Burt Cook, I mean, come on, like, like, that's like, that's like the, the, she's like, she's like the voice for, you know, uh, African-Americans like golf, right? Absolutely. And then, yeah, like, I mean, nobody is, is holding it down like her, right? And then um, the NNGA, so I found out about the NNGA when I was rangering, right? They had a tournament one time. And they were at Marine Park, and I was I was you know out rangering. And then like I was like, yo, you know what's what's that sign about? And I said, then they started giving me the history, and I was like, what? I was like, yo, I didn't even know that. So like just you know learning about them, I was like, it would be cool to to you know to have them on the panel. And then also so you know we we have a a, a mutual friend in common, Patrick, right? And um, like he was telling me, yo, you know she. You know, she really loves golf and things like that. And then, you know, like, she also has, like, you know, two different companies that are geared around golf. I'm like, all right, cool. We got the setup, right? Now, as far as the moderator, Toure, right? So he has a book called Who's Afraid of, um, Who's Afraid of Post Blackness, right? Now, in the book, he, um, talked about, like, an example where, uh, Basically, the book is kind of going up uh, up against the notion of, like, what it means to be black. Like, he's saying that it can't be boxed, right? And this is, like, it, it applies to, you know, blacks and golf because a lot of people uh, would normally be, like, black people don't play golf. So um, he gives this example where he's going to, uh, he's going to go skydiving, Right. And um, he stops at like a stops at like a diner, something like that. And then like you know he runs into people, and you know like black people. So you know they're talking and everything. Then they're like to him, yeah. So you know what, what are you gonna what are you gonna? Um, I think he probably had the equipment or something. And they were like, you know, what are you going to to be like doing? And he's like, yeah, I'm actually getting ready to go skydiving. And then they looked at him, you know, funny and was like, black people don't skydive. And like that, that example, like he, he spoke about, you know, different like artists, you know, as well that were like basically um, not, you know, confining themselves to, um, to like what a stereotype, you know, black uh, thing is. And then also like he has a chapter, he talks about 40 million ways to be black. Right, which I found like even in the name itself was like, you know, sort of like a, a play because there was a book called uh Forty Million Dollar Slaves that talked about, you know, um basically uh, you know, African Americans and, you know, like uh them being the typical quote unquote like, you know, forty million dollar slaves as far as like athletics is concerned. Right. So like he says, you know, forty million w- different ways to be black which means that, you know, there's so many, like the depth of, you know, blackness is so deep 
that is just a plethora in ways in which you could also celebrate your blackness and then also be individually you. You get me? So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, you know, kind of came up with, with just like the whole, um, like the panel selection. And then that was, that was a really good event. It was really Tiger Hood came out. Um, United yeah. Black so were you surprised Golf. to see him? Were you surprised to see him show up? And like, what were some of your surprises after the event? Oh, I mean, I, cause, so I had, I had played, um, urban golf for Tiger before. And like, um, we were like, I think it was, it was right by like, uh, I think it was the west side of it. Or like around like the BQE. I think. Oh, okay. I forgot, right like, down, which, which, like down by Water Street? By Water Street, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, um, yeah, playing, you know, urban golf over there. And then, um, also, um, you know, United Black Golfers, they, you know, they came out too. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, surprised to, honestly, like, it was, it was really good. To uh, to be able to um, you know to just be able to meet more people who love golf and you know are black as well. There was there was um, there was a guy uh, Johnson I think Russ Johnson came from Rhode Island. Another guy came from Virginia. He came to Brooklyn just because it was a it was like a black golf event. I was like wow that's 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 how real like the love is for the game. So. That was, that was, those, those two were, um, those were like the surprises, I would say, though. Because I'm like, I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking like just locally, you know, but it, it was, it's, it's bigger than that. You get me? Like, black golf is, is like, you know, or golf, because honestly, it's like, it's just, it's bigger than that. Like, everybody has like a love for the game. So, um, and just being able to see like other African Americans or you know black people that share that love with you, there are people who um, who don't even play golf, but the energy was just like so thick in the room. They were like, "Yo, like I I want to play now," and and I think I think like like I was thinking, I was like, "Yo, um, like yo, we need more of that." You get me? Just to be able to to see people who look like us. And, you know, like, be able to, like, see their passion as far as, you know, their love for the game. And that's how we we can be able to, you know, like, expose others as well. You know, like a, a whole, you know, group or collective, you know, of us. And, and we're like, yeah, you know, we, we love golf. So, so you so said yeah. you said something pretty important. Like it got other people excited, but there are some very different. There are some large differences in how you're approaching things and how the average person uh, approaches life. So a person will take golf and think that doors are just going to open. But in all three examples where you've interacted with someone, you were very confident and you were fearless and adventurous in your. Um, you know, in your execution or introducing yourself in those conversations, you were very confident in them. You approached the person and asked questions. So what, what about confidence is important in golf? As far as confidence is concerned. So I'm, I'm playing with, you know, three of the guys, like I, I just, you know, met them and things like that. Right. So I remember, um, there was like, there was like water 
um, probably like 300 yards away or something. I'm like, I'm not hitting my drive 300 yards, right? So they, they were saying, yeah, you know, you might have to go like, you know, three wood or something like that. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't drive. Um, I can't drive 300, right? So I'm not worried about um, it going into the water, right? So I might as well stick with my driver, right? So now I go, boom, I hit it. And then it's, you know, short, um, short of the water, right? So the next shot is the par four, right? So um, I'm looking at the next shot. Now it had um, two front, front side bunkers, right? And then the flag was, was like in the middle, right? And then, you know, I take out a, a three hybrid and I was like, you know what? I'm going for it, right? So smart, it would have been smarter to, um, to you know, I guess like go to the left and I said, then work your way down. But I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. And if anything, I'll just, you know, I'll just do like a pop up out of out of the sand bunker, right? Yo, I hit that. Ooh, like yo, that was probably one of the best shots in my life. Because what happened was that um I didn't I didn't hold out. I didn't hold out yet. Like I haven't hold out in my life as of yet. But I hit it had to be like a good like I don't know. 210 or something, right? And the ball lands like right in the middle. But it was so pretty though. Like it was it was so pretty and then the dude was he was looking back like yo, you went for the flag, you know, and you know you gotta play it cool, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I planned for that to happen. I knew yeah, that was gonna happen. But it's like, I mean it's like yo. A lot of times, like, you take risks, and when that risk, like, works out, it's better than you playing it safe, right? And that's, like, the confidence, right? It's just like, you know what? Hey, this can be the downside, but the reward is is much better. So I actually saved the shot by doing that. So wait, what was the format? Were you playing your own ball or was it a scramble? Like, was there room it was, for risk? It was, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it's a uh, best ball. And okay, of so course, they're going to go off of mine. Yeah, like, you get what I mean? But you know, you know, when you play best ball, like, you, you want to be able to co- contribute, right? Absolutely. And yeah, that being said, it's like, yeah, no, nah, we, we, we'll go right in between the bunkers. You get me? Because I, I aim for the flag. Like, and all you got to do is, like, you know, chip it into, like, you know, three feet or something. Like, you know, there's there's no better feeling but just seeing, like, the shock on his face because he was like, you know, why would you go for the flag? Because, like, I was just like, nah, you know, it's worth a try. Okay, and so do you... Go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. No, well, technically, if, if it ends up being the worst shot, we still have best ball. Okay, so here's a question. Do you dread or love uh-huh. golf outings? Oh, nah, I like, I love them. Love them. Why? I mean, the reason why is because you meet new people, right? And then also, um, with outings, there isn't, there isn't that much, I mean, unless, it, it depends on the outing. Let me, let me say that. It depends on the outing because um, outings, they tend to be, um, so w- whenever I would ranger, 
um, whenever there was an outing, they go at their own pace. So um, that, I, I like playing outings because like you kind of go at your own pace. And if anything, if if you're going too slow, like, you know, you have like some beginners or something like that, just let them jump in front of you. You know, so there, there isn't that much pressure as far as the time is concerned, even though you're supposed to be playing like basketball. Um, but I love outings because you meet new people. You, you, you also, chances are you're probably playing a course that, you know, you don't normally play, um, which, you know, kind of adds to your, to your resume as well. So yeah, golf outings is, is where it's at. So what was like one of the most difficult ranger stories you have? Cause I ranger too sometimes. And there are some situations that I often just have to laugh at. So what, what's one of your favorite ranger stories? <laughs> so I, I just hope they don't hear this. Like, but, don't name but, any names. Don't name names and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am not snitching. But I was, you know, I was like rangering, right? And there was this guy, um, he, he, um, <laughs> so he was being a jerk to the group behind. He he really was, right? And then, you know, they, they told me about it. And what happened was that, you know, I, I, you know, I went up to him and I was like, hey, you know, you know, they're complaining. And he was rude to me too, right? So I'm like, man, like, I don't like this dude. Like, I see what these guys are talking about because he's very rude, right? Now, um, I was just like, all right, you know, how do you, how do you, um, how do you like basically make him, you know, make him like fall in line. But it's like, I mean, you, I can't be, I can't, you know, step up to him or anything like that. So this is what happened. Um, I realized, I'm like, yo, golf is a mental game. Get into his head. So what I did, I was like, you have to hurry up. And of course, you know, he's telling me, I played at this course and, you know, I'm a member of two country clubs and all that. So I'm like, okay, cool, right? So when he would line up, right, you know, to, to hit a shot, I would pull up the cart and I said, then I would watch him. And then at the end of that hole, he was like, please, please, like, you know, can you please stop it? And then I was like, yo, of course I'll stop it, but you just have to move at a quicker pace because you were also rude to the people behind you. Not only were you rude to me, but to them as, as well, right? And then he was just like, all right, cool. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, I'll work on, you know, my speed and everything like that. That was like, I would say the, the, the worst like situation that has happened. But I mean, it, it was, it was actually, um, I, I felt like it, I kind of learned from it too because um, it it kind of made me think. I'm like, you know what? I also, um, as a golfer, I should be working on my mental game too because if I was able to get into his head easily like that, then like I'm no exception as well. That that's such a great point. First of all, the Rangers get into everyone's head, and they have like no. There's no real authority. People see that flag and they just go crazy. Like it just right. all of a sudden they hit the ball in the woods and they were like, I was really playing better before you got here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what? True. I, I think like, <laughs> right. And then you see that thing and it's just like, oh, okay. You're just using this as an excuse. 
Okay, cool. But right. you know what? You know what's crazy? One time I saw a hole in one. Oh, that's yeah, awesome! Like, I've not wow. witnessed one yet. I've not seen one for myself yet. Yo, and it was it was so random. Like, um, I think I was I was actually on the cart path, and you know the guy had already hit, and of course you know I, I passed through, and I said then I just look at the ball, and I was like, wait, it went inside the hole. So I, <laughs> so now I I like slam on the brakes, right? But the thing is, I almost crashed into like you know the water fountains that they have like on the side. So you know, I kind of saw, and I was just like, "Oh shoot!" So I start yelling, right? And then um, the girl, she was with she was with the guy who just hit, it. and after that, like she was like you know jumping up, and after that he was just you know playing it cool, right? So coming to find out, like I was like, "Yo, congratulations!" and everything like that, and then. Um, <laughs> Coming to find out, that was his fourth hole in one, like in his life. Wow! Because like, he's oh, not even sweating it. He's like, I do this, I do this all yeah. the time. Like, tell me how you yeah, did that so yeah, I can get like, a few. <laughs> right, you know. So, like, that was that was real cool. And of course, like, I, I haven't joined, you know, the illustrious club of, you know, the hole in ones. At least not yet, though. I, let me right. tell you, I'll talk about it for the rest of my life if I do. So when it happens, because yeah. it will happen, when it happens, yeah. you have yeah, to keep telling true. the story over and over again to the point where your friends are not going to want to hear it anymore, but that's their problem. <laughs> and you know, another, uh, so one of the things um, like I had found out um, was that like their clubs, they give you plaques when you get like a hole in one. Wow, that's pretty like, interesting. Yeah, they'll give you um, plaques and um, they'll, you know, put the date and, you know, the hole. And if you know the time, yeah, they'll, they'll like, award you with, you know, a hole-in-one, uh, like, you know, a uh, plaque. So there's this, this um, I had seen something on, like, ESPN, right? And, um, you know, just speaking about, like, hole-in-ones. And what happened was that um, this guy, right, I think he was, like, a, Sharon Sajan or something like like he loved the game so much what he was doing was he was actually skipping out on work and he was saying like he's out meeting clients but he would be out on the golf course so he gets a hole in one right and then um, this was you know I guess like in the 80s or something yeah 80s or whatever and um, what happens is that his boss would always read the sports section, right? And he, the boss ends up reading that he had a hole-in-one, and he was like, wait, weren't you supposed to be, like, with clients? And he actually got fired for, again, a hole-in-one, but that's how, you know, that's how much the guy, like, loved the game, but that's also how he got fired, because he got a hold of one so i mean uh, you know it's, it's like that's the one time where you're like you know what i earned that <laughs> i earned yeah. it <laughs> you know what i mean like you know at least he's still part of you could always get another job right you can't get another hold of one though you Maybe, know what I mean? but like you never know it's not as guaranteed right like you might be right, able to get it right. you could be like that guy and get four maybe yeah <laughs> it's just like that's that's crazy you know, but see, so. we don't know what kind of deals he made with God or the devil to get those hole in ones. So whatever, I don't want it. If it, if it, I don't want it. If <laughs> right. I don't want it. Right. So wait, now let's talk about a few other things. You now you grew up in Brownsville. Do you still live in Brownsville? 
No, so now I mean I mean I'm in East New York. You know, but you're so, still in Brooklyn. Uh, you're still in Brooklyn. Yeah, still definitely Brooklyn. So I'm okay. I'm like I love the three trains. So oh, uh, oh my goodness, I'll, okay. I'll yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about something else because that train works when it wants to. But okay. Now we we cannot. All right. So Brownsville is like, yo, I love, I love this. So I'm, I'm like from Brownsville houses, and um, like, yeah, just growing up. Honestly, I mean, you know, um, when you talk about like the, the like social, you know, economical issues, yeah, it, it is present. And there's actually something like um, that. I, I remember one time, right? So uh, I was actually at the MoMA, which is uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art, right? Then I see this thing. I just see, like, boxes and stuff, right? It was basically like a photograph saying um, these are million-dollar blocks, right? And I said, then, like, I'm, I'm, like, reading the caption, and they they were saying that um, each of these blocks in Brownsville basically... uh, they generate about one million each each block. One million as far as uh, as far as like the prison, you know, industrial complex and things like that, because that's like the concentration of um, you know inmates that come from like those blocks. And I was just like, what? And I'm like, you know, like I pass by there, like you know, like all the time. You know what I mean? But honestly, when it comes to like, I, I love Brownsville, like. Of course, you know, I think just with, uh, with you know, kids like growing up, yeah, you get into fights and, you know, stuff like that. But um, it still, it still helps to, you know, like give you like, I guess like, you know, uh, like determination, like grit and things like that. So, so yeah. We're just going to have to make sure Brown. those kids in Brownsville see some golf then. So let's talk about that yeah. in a minute. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Definitely. So so tell me, so a few more things before we kind of close out. You were on WPIX, which is Channel 11. Tell us about that. And tell us about what some of the future goals and great things that you have set up for All Access in 2020. We were actually in the gentleman's factory. It was like, it kind of came full circle. And, um, you know, we we were teaching like the kids, you know, the, the golf history and, and what we did was we, you know, it was a PowerPoint presentation, but we were talking about, um, you know, you know, making it relatable. So, you know, we, we asked the kids, so, you know, who's, who's the greatest, like, basketball player, right? And, you know, you know, people, uh, we, we, you know, this was when Kobe was alive, you know, uh, rest in peace to Kobe. But they'll be like, you know, Kobe, you know, some say LeBron, and I said then. You know, the obvious answer is Jordan, right? He's a huge golfer, right? And then um, then also we asked another question, which was, you know, who's the greatest, who's the best uh, three-point shooter in the league right now? And, like, they were like, you know, Curry. Curry is also a golfer, too. So um, we did that, and then, you know, we, we uh, you know, showed, like, uh, when, you know, Obama was given um, Charlie Sifford uh, the presidential, you know, uh, Medal of Freedom, because they, they may not know who Charlie Sifford is, but they know Obama, right? So, um, like, just, you know, we, we were doing that, and then after the presentation, we did a, a golf clinic in which we were just teaching them how to uh, 
how to check. And yeah, that was that was real fun. Um, we had like you know parents who did. They were like, yo, you know, we never get the you know opportunity to to um, you know like really you know just learn about the game. There's so much. It, like, is is first of all, golf sells itself. And then secondly, it's like, there's like an untapped, like there's a serious untapped market. And, you know, just like, you know, urban areas. And people are interested. Like, people may be like, yeah, it's boring and things like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, just come out to the range and, you know, let's, let's matter of fact, we could just go out into the range and, and just like look at the ambience. And then they'll exactly. probably be, you know, open to like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I think I want to hit the ball into the horizon. And then like, yo, you know, just they they may like really open up to it, but, you know, they got to be exposed in, in the first place. Absolutely. So, oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so yeah, let's talk about, so that was a beautiful vision. I saw it on the news and I thought like they are doing exactly what's needed in our community and more people need to see this. So let's talk about what are some of the things that you're looking to do for 2020 and how are people going to find out and support? Cool. So our, our, uh, our website is all access golf LLC. And, uh, when you go, you can also subscribe to, uh, to any any uh, upcoming events, we send out like uh, emails of you know our like next events and things like that. If you like, actually, I won't even say the New Year, New Year Gary. Just come if you're gonna be in the area or you want to come to New York. Just come. Um, and then, um, as far as like what's what's uh, for 2020, we will be doing like a golf clinic with uh, with Tiger Tiger Hood. And that'll be like, you know, out in Brooklyn. Um, and, you know, Tiger, he, so he's doing a, a Will Smith challenge and we're, we're going to like bring it, uh, to the kids. Like that's going to be at, at, uh, Brooklyn Sports Club. Um, and then also with Brooklyn Sports Club, we'll, we'll be doing like a six week, uh, clinic. So as of like right now, I would say within the, the next like three to four months, those are going to be like on, on like heavy on the radar. Okay, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I Wait, definitely so, yes, super excited. Yeah, yo, can I tell you a story? Of course, that's what we were here for. <laughs> All right, cool. So check this out, right now. Um, All right, so like just just so just so so your podcast, right? What, what's the uh, what's the um, mission statement? Like, to tell uh, the untold stories of golf, it's the intersection of business, golf, and life. And so we just tell stories of how people have leveraged golf in their careers, their lives, and why they love it so much. Right. Cool. I was listening to the memo. Latoya. Yeah. Yo, listen. Oh, my gosh. Yo, when I tell you that was real, all right. I was listening to it on the way to work, right? And like I was like yesterday I was I was stressed, you know, um and like um what happened yesterday was that um so what happened yesterday, uh, you know, mentor he hits me up, he was like, Yo, I'm gonna be um, you know, I'm gonna be speaking at, at you know, your company and stuff. And I was like, All right, cool. 
you know, that's my mentor. Like, like I love that dude. You know what I mean? So um, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to come through. And, and the thing is, it's for Black History Month. You know, he was talking um, to kids, right, with the organization. Shout out to them. Um, Blacks on Wall Street, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. So now here's the thing. Like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm telling, you know, my, my manager and things like that. And of course, you know, they'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to look at it. And I'm like, you can look at it right now. Like, you know, but it's like, uh, you know, cool. Like, sort of like the, you know, the uh, microaggression, right? Um, like, you know, I deal with that, right? So I'm listening to the podcast, right? And then, you know, I, I get a call, right? And I'm I'm about to go, um, I'm about to go, you know, you know, do this, you know, another train transfer, right? And like, um, then, you know, it's, you know, my manager, you know, she calls and she's like, you know, she calls me like the morning of, like I told her in that, like the afternoon, hey, you know, my mentor, you know, he really wants me to come out and it's, you know, Black History Month and it's with kids, right? And, you know, like, she was, you know, of course, like, giving me a hard time. She calls me in the morning. She was like, yeah, you know, basically, um, you would have to take a day off in order to do that. And I'm like, wait, this is a company, like, event. Like, what are you talking? Like, I can, you know, just come in, do my work, and then I can leave. I don't necessarily have to, like, uh, like, you know, lose a day. But then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to call. I was like, you know, I'll call you back. I'm going to call my mentor. And I said, then, you know, you know, what's up with him? Right. So, you know, I'll call him to talk with him. And I said, then I'm like, you know what? Like, um, since I was listening to the podcast, like, you know, she was talking about, you know, also being able to take a break. And I'm like, oh, nah, that's it. Today's the day. Take a break. Right. And then, um, I'll call her back. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, um, I'll just, you know, I'll take the day off. Right. Even though I'm still going to the company later on, whatever. Right. That's fine because I'm still able to like, you know, get some time to like clear my head. So you're know, on the way back home, son. I'm like tearing. I'm listening to the rest of the pot. Like I'm tearing because, you know, and, and the thing is, I mean, I, I know it was, it was like discussed, like, um, you know, she said that, you know, it's particularly for black women. And I'm like, yo, I feel that too. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the thing is, it's like, yo, it's, it's, it's so real. Like, it, yo, oh my God. Like I was, I'm tearing and I'm like, you know, even you on the subway, you don't want to just start crying for like no reason. So like I'm wiping away tears and stuff, but yo, I felt that son, like for real. And then I go to the event, right? So, you know, my, my mentor, he he actually, funny, I, I don't know how he worked it out, but he was just like, yo, you'll be one of the, um, you know, exhibitors, right? And you'll talk about all access. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, but I'm, I'm at another, I'm at the other um, building of the company, right? So now I go, you know, I talk about, yeah, you know, all access, you know, and everything like that, you know, what we're doing. Mind you, there's a, a room of like 200 kids, right? 200 or so kids, right? And then, um, yeah, talk about all access. And then also, so the United uh, Black Golfers Association, they have a scholarship, right? 
And, um, you know, like, you know, it's for, uh, it's for kids that are entering into, you know, college in the fall of like 2020. Right. So, you know, I announced that as well. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, Hey, you know, just if, if you guys are interested. Right. So event goes good. You know, I'm, you know, meeting kids and I said, then I'm talking with like black kids too. You get me? So it's just like, you know, it's like, it's beautiful because then they're like, wow, you know, you're somebody who looks like me and stuff like that. Right. Yo, when I tell you, right. At the end of the event, a guy comes up to me. Right. And then he's like, yeah, you know, we just start talking. I'm thinking, yeah, we, you know, we networking. Right. And I said, then, you know, um, he's like, yeah, so, you know, what do you do? I tell him and everything. And I said, then, um, you know, it pivots to, you know, like all access. And then he was like, he was like to me, um, he was like, who, who's the first, um, you know, who's the first black golfer? And I said, then I was like, what? I was like, yo, that depends, right? Like black golfer in terms of what? Because I was like, yo, you got John Shipping, you got Charlie Sifford. They're both first, right? But, you know, Shipping was the first to play in the tournament. USGA, I think. Oh, no, no, that was the US Open. And then, um, Sifu was the one. Um, Joe Lewis was, he broke the color barrier during the, um, PGA clause. And then, um, you know, Sifu broke, broke it as well as far as like the first, like, you know, black on, on the PGA tour. Right. So, um, so now I was like, you know, it depends. Like, what, what do you mean as far as like the first? But you know, first I said John Shipman. He was like, oh shoot. He was like, I ain't, I ain't expect for you to know that, right? And I'm like in my head, yo, we just did like why, why did well, you just did a whole? Thing. I'm like, why didn't he expect you to know that exactly? And there's nothing yeah. worse. So you know, there's a whole pause there. There's nothing worse than the person that like wants to quiz everyone on every single thing. It's like my favorite <laughs> question when you're like. Yeah, I mean, are you trying to like ballot? Do you, you want me to show you like a degree in Black History of Golf? Like, what 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 are you looking for in this moment? What? How can I help you be better? I just want us all to be great. How, how do I help you in this moment? What do you need to feel good? <laughs> yeah, you know. So now it's like you know, he was like, "Oh shoot!" Right? So I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Nah," you know. We recently did you know an event you know called Black and Golf and things like that, and he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." He was like, "Yo." I'm a member of Shady. No, no, no. He didn't say it. He was like, he was like, um, yo, I'm a member of the first black, you know, golf club. And then when he said, I'm like, yo, you talking about Shady Rice? And I'm like, you know, like getting mad excited and stuff. Right? He was like, yeah, how do you know? And I'm like, yo, like, come on, son. Like, like so once now, again, I know my history. <laughs> right, yeah. You feel me? Like, yo, anybody that's listening, like Augusta, who? Nah, check out Shady Rest. That's what you what that's what you need to check out. You feel me? Like that that was it. You feel me? And then I started telling him about how they even broke the deal to get the golf course, right? And then he was like, Oh shoot. He was like, Yo, I'm a member there. And I was like, What? He was like, Yo, you gotta come through. I'm like, What me? Like, and then like I'm I'm like if if I was a girl, like I would have like clutched my pearls, like you know what I mean. Like I'm grabbing my chest, like what? Like, like yeah, we I'm need a masculine that way for that. Like, what's a masculine way for clutching pearls? Like, I don't know. We need we need a we need a we need a man because you were man Jones in, and I don't even know what a word for that is. 
like it was, I guess like I, I just got hunched over. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like hunched over. Like what? Like what do you mean? Like. And then he was like, yeah, yo, yo, you got to come out. And I'm like, what? Yo, I started crying, son. Like, and I'm like, yo, you just inviting me to Shady Rest? What? Like, who who am I, son? You feel me? But there's something so critical about this. There's there's more to this. In the moment where Mm -hmm. you were most frustrated, you chose what you were passionate about and what you believed in. And while that person didn't respect that, and you know, people get so, you know, no offense to people that are listening that are not black, but like Black History Month is like all of 28 days. Like it's 28 days where black people are really happy to be black. Pretty much that's it. Like, right? And we're trying to hold on for 365 days, but like, Black History Month is a moment where you're like, just I'm just going to be unapologetic. I'm going to tell I'm my job. I'm going to challenge yep. you in all your diversity initiatives. Yep. If you don't tell me that it's Happy Black yep. History Month, I, you, I, I don't know. I might wear black, red, and green. I might wear a dashiki. Word. And I might wear my and, afro. I, I don't know. Everything yeah, might happen all at one yo. moment. I'm sorry. It might happen. But I'm not sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Not sorry. It might all happen at yo. one time. Yeah, and you see, even with even with the um the blacks and gold flyer, I was like to the dude, I was like, yo, it gotta be red, black, and green, son. Like, I was like, yo, those are the only colors you can really use. You get me? And after that, it came out hot. You know what I mean? And then when I saw it on TV too, I'm like, yeah. But that's like that's so black because it's like when we talk about like Negro spirituals and all that, that was cold. All them songs, Wade in the Water, and stuff like that. It was talk. They was talking. They was singing, but they was talking. You get what I'm saying? And I'm just like, yo, like when people even sort of fly it, black people related to that. You get what I mean? They're like, yo, like that's that's hot because they know the colors. They know what that means. Absolutely, you know I mean? it's an untold. About- it's an untold, but it's known. But it's, it's untold. Cold. That cold, you know what I mean? And then, like, yo, you got to come through. Like, he, he said, like, yo, he took my information. He was like, yo, I'm going um, to introduce you to some people. At, at, like, it, I think, like, in the 60s or 70s, um, it got, it got like, brought out, but they, they still preserved it um, as, like, shady rest. But, yeah. yo, you got to come through, too, son. Absolutely. Oh it was God. 1964. It was uh, Scotch Plains took it over in 1964 in the Talk tragic Scotch Hills Country Club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, people don't necessarily, people might know the story. I just think that there's a challenge in making people comfortable in telling it. Like, I think that's such a weird, mm-hmm. history is history. And, and there's no yeah. need to like rewrite it. It, it is what, right. <laughs> what happened is what happened. However, right. Let's yeah. pay attention. That was home to John Chippen. And they are quite proud yeah. and they deserve to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, you know what? Honestly, that would have never happened, though, if I was not listening to the podcast. Man. I am so, let me tell you, shout out to Minda Hearts for telling her authentic no. story. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for, you know, people need that. And, you know, I, I think what's left out in, in this particular case is that men have, are, are told and forced to be strong. You're right. I do not want you crying on the three train in the middle of Brooklyn. Like, I just don't want that to happen. Right. But at some point right. you need right. to shed your tears because, you know, we have yeah. this hyper masculinity that doesn't allow for men to to go through the, mo- the, the, the same emotion, but it's, it's just as hard mm-hmm. and it's difficult. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have these outlets to necessarily 
kind of golf is one of them, right? Golf is a place where you can come together and just like shoot the breeze and and enjoy that and get, get all that out of your system to the best of your ability, just play it out. But we don't really have those coping mechanisms or tools when these things present themselves. And so it's always, thank you. Shout out to Minda Hearts again, like shout out to her for for telling that story. Yo, and I was, and the thing is, I know, like, yo, if I did not listen to it, like, like I would have just, I would have just went, you get me, and I would have missed out on that. Yeah, and it yeah. reaffirms that sometimes you have to follow your gut and follow, right. like, you knew what you wanted to do, but you knew that it was important yeah. to do that one for your mentor, two because of what you're representing and what you're doing, and in the end, yeah. you chose you, and so, you know. We have you on this podcast telling the story. We're telling everybody to come out and support All Access Golf. There's so much work to be done, and I, I'm excited because I can tell like there's some collaborations happening already. So we're going to shoot yep. the breeze and chew the fat on that. And it's so Brooklyn. And I don't know if my audience is ready for that, but no, here it is. It is what it is. You're so Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Brooklyn because y'all do represent on the course too. I mean, there's there's quite a few Bro- yeah. Brooklynites out there. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? So John, um, John Shippen, he actually taught in Brooklyn for a season. Yes, yes. You're like a walking yeah. encyclopedia. I don't think people know that, but we're ready for yeah. it. I can't wait to start taking some bets on that. I bet you don't know something, something. Not bet him. <laughs> 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 and I'm not a gambling um, woman, so that's so. If I'm ready to bet, I'll bet on some information, though. I'm not going to bet on any right, athleticism, right. but I'll bet on some information. <laughs> Word, yeah, but, man. But yo, that that like that helped me so much. Like, I'm really. glad. <laughs> so. Yeah, Ah, audience there you have it we had kelly pierre of all access golf sharing his story his journey and the future he is changing the face of golf he is doing it one minute at a time but expect to see some great things from him thank you for joining everyone on tease me Thank you for listening in. This was a very special production, our last of Black History Month. And I'm really excited that you took the time to listen and enjoy it. Hopefully you listen to all of the episodes and learn different things, but you have the ability to be an ally and an advocate for anyone that is sitting in the room with you. So I hope that you can learn from the stories that were shared and ask questions, feel comfortable and understand everyone's story is unique to them, but you can be part of it and you can make a difference. So Happy Black History Month, everyone. And now we move on to Women's History Month. Thank you for joining Tease Me.